Welcome to the Money Script Podcast. I'm your host, Johanse Harrison. I know usually we get started and there's some upbeat music and everyone's feeling good, but I, I just needed to just kind of just, just have a moment with the people. Uh, today is March 11th, 2020. Some unprecedented things are happening across the globe and across the United States today. Uh, I was just checking in on the news and found out that the NBA has suspended its season, um, that uh, Tom Hanks and his wife have the coronavirus. Um, there's schools that are being closed across the country, colleges and universities. I called my son to give him the warning that his school could be next. It only takes one person to make that decision. Well, maybe it takes more than one person, but it, it could happen. So to, to just be prepared for it, uh, this, this is real folks. This is, this is really happening. Welcome to 2020 exciting times to be alive. Um, yeah. So there's a lot on my mind that I, that I just wanted to get out. And and I, and I also want to use this as an opportunity to, to reassure and to reaffirm to not only my clients, but just also to the listeners out there that everything is going to be okay. Um, it, it will get bad for, for some people. I mean, this is a, this is a virus. People are, are, are dying from this. I mean, people die from viruses and, and illnesses and guns. And there's, there's many, 6 million ways to die. You, you've heard the phrase. Um, but coronavirus probably wasn't on too many people's list. Uh, so that can be a little frustrating. Um, so, so my, my heart goes out to anyone that is affected or if you have family members that are affected, I, I wish them all a speedy recovery, but, but this is, these things happen. So, so let's, I want to break a few things down. I, I want to, to help uh, encourage people to, to, like I said, to stay calm, to know that this too shall pass. We, we've seen a lot of bad scenarios, uh, not like this, but we've seen bad scenarios. There's always a, a new version of a bad scenario, but we, we've seen a lot of bad scenarios and, and these things happen. And it, it is those that can be resilient, those that can stay calm, those that can stick to their plan in the face of adversity, in the face of the world burning down around them. Uh, those are the individuals that that come out on top in the end. And 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 history has proven that to us over and over again. So I, I first I want to if, if anyone took anything that I said as as when I downplayed the the virus and, and yeah, I, I kind of downplayed it, but not really. I was. My job is to keep people calm. My, my job, what I do every day is to help people stay rational and to not make emotional decisions when it comes to their money. So yes, I'm going to say everything's going to be okay. Uh, I'm going to say to stay the course. I'm going to say when the, when the stocks are on sale, it's a great time to buy because those things are, are true. Uh, at the same time, I, I have to also uh, um, give some grace and some understanding to people that this is new to that this this level of fear, this level of anxiety, these level of, of uncertainty is new. I, uh, sometimes I I forget I've been through this a few times. I may have shared with with some of you on a previous podcast that that I started. Well, actually, I don't think I, I shared this story. I'm going to share it right now. So, um, for those of you that don't know how I got into the finance business, my first day. To, to be a financial advisor. I, I went through months of studying, getting my licenses. When I completed my testing, it was in 2001. And my first day to sit with clients, and mind you, I've been talking to these people for weeks and weeks, preparing for 
what they called my client ready date. I couldn't wait. They couldn't wait. We were all excited. Um, you know, the market had been kind of iffy. We just came off of the Y2K thing in 2000. That's a whole other story. Uh, but here we were in 2001. And my first day to sit with new clients was scheduled to be, as I said, was scheduled to be September 12th of 2001. September 12th of 2001. Now, the September 11th was an interesting day for me as well, because on the, the 10th, uh, the, the 10th, the night before the 11th, um, at the time, my son's mother, uh, she was pregnant with, with him, of course. And uh, we'd had a, a, a um, false alarm that night where we took the trip to the hospital and, you know, you're not ready yet. They send us home. Uh, so it had been a very late night or early morning. And I remember sleeping on the couch that night because I knew I had to be at the office early. And, and when I got up that morning, um, I turned on the, the financial news. And, of course, they were live from New York. And all I could see was the smoke coming out of the building, out uh, of one of the towers. I didn't really know what was going on, but I was in a hurry to get out the door. I was, I was running late. I mean, I'd been up until four o'clock in the morning, but I was like, okay, something's not right. So I'm listening to talk radio on the way in and they're, you know, talking about some, a plane that went into a building and, uh, I get to the office and, uh, in, in the conference room as we usually are on a Tuesday morning. And so it's a room full of trainees and I bust in and I'm like, does anybody know what's going on? And someone just nonchalantly says, yeah, something about a terrorist attack in New York. And I was like, no, it's a little bit more than that. And that's when we uh, turned on the TVs and saw what was happening. So that, that was, that was the day before I'm supposed to sit down and see clients. And that was just unprecedented. I, I visited New York as a child. I had photos of me in front of the Empire State Building photos that I, excuse me, uh, the World Trade Towers, uh, photos that I had taken of the World Trade Towers. Um, I'd been up to the top floor of whichever one they take you up to, or maybe it's not quite the top floor, whatever. I, I, I did that New York experience, so that was very surreal. And the idea of, I didn't know if I was going to have a job the next day. Flights were suspended. On, there were no planes in the sky, no helicopters in the sky for, for a few days. I, I don't remember how long that lasted, but that lasted for a while. And it was like, whoa, what is going on? And the stock markets were closed. Uh, they were closed for many days. Uh, and even when they opened up again, they wound up having to close them early because the markets were falling and it, it was a rough year in 2001. So in, in 2000, in the year 2000, the S and P 500, 500 largest publicly traded companies in the United States on that special list we talked about before companies like Coca-Cola, Microsoft, Apple. So the S and P 500 in 2000 coming off the whole Y2K thing was down 9%. By the end of 2001, we were down another 12%. And then 2002, fully into a recession, we were down 22%. All, all I knew was that, I mean, this whole thing that they told, uh, when you invest, you make money. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not seeing that. Now, I did learn that there were, there were things other than the S&P 500. There were other places that made money or that had a, a, a gain. And some of that were bonds and some of that was some international and some of that was some small cap and, and the list goes on and on the different sectors of the market. So I learned that, that not, not everything is always losing and that diversification is key. And, and what I can share with you is that come 2005, 2006 and going into 2007, the majority of my clients, and I say majority because I'm, I'm, I want to say all of them, but I'm sure there's one exception to the rule, but the majority of my clients that started with me in 2001, 2002, by the time they got to 2007, they had gained all of their losses back and then some. 
And and that's even the people that had that didn't contribute anymore. They just said, Hey, here, here's my hundred thousand. And that's what I got. And you know, that hundred thousand went down to 60 some odd thousand. And by the time we got to, uh, 2007, they were well above a hundred thousand. I mean, they were, I don't know, somewhere, some of them were close some of them had gained the money back and then doubled. I remember having those conversations with those people and a lot of them were on more aggressive. So they were doing some <laughs> aggressive things and, and it paid off. Um, and then 2008 and nine came. And in 2008, the market dropped 37%. Lehman Brothers went bankrupt. Washington Mutual went bankrupt. I mean, I'm, I remember seeing people lined up at the bank, okay, um, because their bank was was bankrupt. And they were in line to get their money. I don't think they really understood that it didn't really work that way. And I doubt any of those people standing in line at the time, the FDIC limits were only 100000 Uh, I don't think any of those individuals had more than 100,000 that were standing in line, but, but that was the fear, the fear capacity, the fear bug had them and they, Oh, I have to get my money out of the bank because the bank is bankrupt. But if you have less than a hundred thousand dollars, the FDIC insures that. So I don't know why they were in line. So that that's, we can have that story another, uh, no, that story another time. But the the point I want to make to you is that I, I know this feeling of fear that can embrace the country, can embrace the world. Um, and and the, the fear is real. It, it, it is. I mean, it, it, no one wants to get the coronavirus. No one wants to be ill. No one wants to lose a loved one to it. So I understand that. Uh, but, but the fear that, 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 the, that the world's going to end or that all of the financial markets are going to collapse to never return again. I mean, to tell that to the toilet paper company. Because all these people that are running to these stores and just taking all the toilet paper out of the stores, well, not taking, they're buying it. All of the hand sanitizer off the shelves, all the feminine products off the shelves, thinking that, you know, we're going to be on lockdown for the next, I don't know, 10 years or, or what, I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm, I'm confident that the company that makes toilet paper is going to see some benefits of that. So, so I don't think it's the end of capitalism. I don't think it's the end of the markets, it's not the end of the world. It's going to get bad. We're going to have to live differently for a little while. Uh, I was talking to a client the other day. She, she was, was in, I guess the tri-state area, wherever it was, where the swine view, uh, excuse me, the swine flu got really bad where schools closed and things. I mean, this, these things happen sometimes and it probably is in our best interest that our government steps in local government, state government, federal government. Yes, I'm really talking to you, federal government, but it's helpful when, when the governments and even our corporations some big corporations can step in to support its people. So kudos to all the companies out there that have uh, increased their sick leave and being more lenient with people working from home. Um, I've had several meetings this week that have uh, rescheduled. We're supposed to meet in person. They're like, oh, we're going to go ahead and do a Zoom this week. I'm like, I use Zoom all the time, but great. But th- that's that's going to happen. Uh, Zoom is probably a healthy recipient of this because um, more people now know what Zoom is and are, and are using it. So, uh, so I just wanted to, to just, again, I want to be the voice of reason. I am the voice of reason. That, that's what I'm here for, to be the voice of reason and say, hey, Let's calm down a moment. Yes, there are precautions we should take. Wash your hands. You should be washing your hands anyway, but wash your hands. Use soap at least 20 seconds. Avoid touching your face 
They say, especially your eyes. Avoid touching your face, your eyes, especially if you've been touching other things that other people touch. There's a movie out there. It's called Contagion. Um, we're not in a contagion situation. It's a little different. I mean, contagion was bad, but that movie does have a lot of, uh, of good um, lessons and some science in it of, of just how these viruses spread and, and how you can protect yourself. Uh, so that might be if you're, you know, stuck at home cause you can't go to work and need something to do contagion. Just uh, it's, it's out there somewhere. Um, but as I was saying, I, 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 it, when I started here, uh, when I started this evening is that, uh, yes, I, I did downplay it a bit because I wanted you to remain calm. I wanted you to know that your money's going to be okay. Uh, now there's, there are some companies may go out of business from this. It's going to happen. So you, you want to make sure you have a diversified portfolio. If you're young, you've got plenty of time to recover. If you're closer to your goal, if your goal for this money, whatever money is we're talking about, if your goal for this money is within the next, I'd say, if it's less than five years, you really need to think about how much of your money should be in stocks and equities. I'm not saying that none should be. I said, you just need to think about it. You need to talk to an expert and say, based on what my goal is, how much of my, how much of my money should I have in stocks and equities? And where should I diversify? Where else can I put my money? And, and know what your risk tolerance or your loss tolerance is. Because this thing, it could keep falling. I was looking at the, the, the overnight markets just uh, before I started recording here and, and it's going to be another bloody day tomorrow. Now, and then for those of us that are investors to have some cash, that is opportunity and shout out to, I, I didn't jot your name down, but I'll, I'll get you on the next episode. We did have a young lady that calculated how much money you would have in Disney. If you had bought it when it was $14 and at the day of that episode, or maybe the day that she commented, uh, I think Disney was around 140 and she calculated how much money you would, you would have. It was a lot. That's on our page. Check that out. It's, it's on our, it's on the, the money script page. Uh, and we've got a gift for you. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but you, you know who you are. I've got a gift for you. Thank you for doing that calculation. Uh, but even so, whatever number that, that, that she put as to what that Disney stock would have been worth when it was 140. Well, as of today, Disney stock was 105 and some change called 106. So whatever number that she put, it's, what is that? 40%, 35% less than that now. To me, that spells opportunity. Now, Disney's going to go through some stuff. Okay. Disney is a public, <laughs> it's a public place. Now, yeah, they, they have the, 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 uh, the Disney, Disney plus that thing. Yeah. They have Disney plus. So, okay. They're gonna get some revenue from that. Uh, but the parks, Oh, I mean, I, I am, I'm pretty, if the parks aren't closed, that's coming. Uh, we have job losses already happening in the ports. We have this whole oil thing that's going on that's between Saudi Arabia and OPEC and Russia and oil prices went really low, which could turn out to be a benefit for us. But if we're not going anywhere for a while because we're stuck in our houses, then uh, I mean, we might miss out on the low gas prices. Um, our federal government is finally stepping up. And, and yeah, I downplayed it. They did a horrible job of downplaying. I, I tried to stay as a political, I guess that's the word as I can. Um, but I'm just pissed off now. I mean, this, this is bullshit. I'm, I'm just going to call it. It's been some bullshit. Um, I work with a lot of physicians. I believe in science. So when I hear something that's going directly against the science, it just drives me nuts. And that's what we dealt with. It's it, our, our federal government could have done a better job. So uh, this is also my ask to all of you listeners. 
if you're spending a little extra time at home, whether or not you spend extra time at home, find the time this week. Do it this week. Register the vote if you're not registered. But don't stop there. Don't just register the vote. Determine where your polling station is. Where do you need to be? Look on your calendar and see when election day is. Do some research in your local municipality to find out who your leaders are. Okay, who's who? Who is your senator? Who is your congressperson or senators and congressperson for your district? Okay, who are the judges? Who are the sheriffs? Who are the who are the electable officials that are in your neighborhood? Because these are the people that we depend on in a crisis. They are the policymakers. They are the lawmakers. They are the ones that say it's a state of emergency. They are the ones that say, you know, we're ground in flights or we're closing this neighborhood or you should close this school. Those are we those are the people that we rely on, that we put our lives, our livelihood and trust in them to help keep us safe. And I, quite frankly, I've been trying to get along to get along. I mean, I I didn't vote for our current administration. I didn't. At the same time, I rep, I was able to reap the benefits. I was the guy that would find the good. Like, yeah, you can say, say what you want, and I do too. However, I was very pleased with some of the work that the current administration did with bringing more light and bringing more awareness to the lack of financial education in our school system and in the colleges. And there's there's some real work that that administration has done. That's one of the things that they've had. And I said, yes, thank you for doing that. And that, that helps me. That's my business. That's what I'm in. But there's also a public service to it as well. Like this podcast, public service. Um, there's a public service element to it. So I was I was happy to see them raise the awareness. But there is an area in public safety where it's, it's oh, I can't even get it out because it's so frustrating. Uh, I also live with my mother-in-law who has, uh, well, or she kind of lives with me. But anyway, you know what I mean. Um, she's someone that I actually worry about. She's someone that I have to think about, make sure that I'm not the one bringing it home. She deals with enough stuff already to then bring this. So, so it's it. This is actually hitting home. OK, for me, and it's going to hit home for a lot of you. There are estimates out there that close to half of the American population could be infected if we don't take strong measures now. But those measures don't mean go buy all the damn toilet paper. Okay, you'll get to leave your house again soon. You don't need to stock your entire closet with toilet paper or maybe you do. But that means you got another problem. So, I mean, get I don't know what the number is. I don't know if you get one week or two weeks. I know that's where it gets kind of frustrating, but but just. I don't know, stop buying all the toilet paper or then again, I'm contradicting myself because I'm a stockholder of a company that makes a lot of toilet paper. So keep, keep buying the toilet paper. Just let somebody else buy some, too. That's all I got to say about that. So. So, again, just. Relax. Stay calm, especially when it comes to your money. Now, if you're in an industry, I said this before, if you're in an industry, if you are an hourly worker, if you're in the hospitality industry, if you're in the entertainment industry, uh, there's going to be some real disruption. Okay, so if you're planning to buy a new pair of shoes, put off that pair of shoes for now. 
Put that money in your savings account. If you were planning to go on the cruise, well, that got canceled. Well, maybe not. I mean, well, depends. I, I'm not going on a cruise. right? Now. Actually, I've never been on the cruise. I've never been a huge fan of being on a boat in the middle of water. So I, I just I haven't done it. Um, if you're planning to take a vacation or a trip, maybe you just put that plan on pause for right now. Hold on to a little bit of your money. For those of you, if you're still working, got a 401k, it's a great time to rebalance that 401k. If you're filing your taxes right now, your CPA, your tax preparer says, hey, have you ever thought about doing an IRA? Consider doing an IRA. Look for ways that you can invest in your future because this we will we are we are strong, resilient people. The coronavirus is not going to take us out, people. It's not. Stop treating it like it is. We will have to do things differently for a little while. So in closing, uh, we are officially in a bear market. As of today, Dow Jones Industrial Average, S&P 500 have reached bear market territory, which means we're 20 percent down off of our most recent high. Um, so again, that's opportunity that that means things, the SP 500, if you would, I have clients that just started investing this year, they are down 20%. And I get a text message, I get an email, I get a phone call. Should I be doing anything? I say, yes, send me money. Not me, send you money in your account and let's buy some more because it's on sale. And if they say, I can't do that right now. Okay. Well, just don't look at it. Are you retiring? I just got just right before starting recording. I got a text message read it to you guys says I thought it was so cute she asked me some other random stuff and then said also should I be worried about my stocks my response was are you retiring tomorrow if not no need to worry buy more don't you love a good deal or a good sale okay she's 30 years from retiring maybe 25 a long time okay so you don't have to panic it's going to be okay wash your hands don't touch your face so much. If you're sick, stay home. Okay. I don't think there's too many bosses across the country. I don't force you to come to work. If you say you're sick, not right now. They're not, because they're debating whether or not they're going to come to work. I mean, if you have to go to, if you, I mean, for my people on the front line, thank you. Thank you to all the physicians. Thank you to all the nurses, registered nurses, nurse practitioners, medical assistants, all the people in, in the medical field. Thank you to all of you for being on the front line. We appreciate you. We love you, but also take care of yourselves as well. Protect yourselves as much as you can in these situations, but thank you and thank you. And, and listen, people, this will get through this. We will. It is an opportunity. It is a great time to be an investor. As Warren Buffett said, when other people are fearful this is your time to be greedy. And when other people are greedy, that's when you should be fearful. That's how you have to look at your investments. When, when Apple was $350 a share or whatever it was three, four months ago, three months ago, it just kept going up and up and up. Yeah. Maybe you might want to give it a little bit of pause, but if you're a long-term investor, so what? 20 years from now, I think it'll still be worth more. But when it falls down to 200 or 250, 150 or whatever it is, lower than what it used to be, when it's 40, 50% what it used to be, that's the time to have some greed. So with that, again, wash your hands for 20 seconds with soap or use some hand sanitizer. Check on your loved ones. Practice some social distance till this thing starts to calm down, blow over. 
because eventually it will. And of course, if you are a long-term investor, now is your time to shine. So have questions, get at me, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places. And everyone just, just be safe out there. Be calm. Let this too pass because it eventually will. And uh, stay tuned because we've got other more exciting things to talk about. I mean, I still have to talk to you guys about Roth IRAs and the rule of 72 and what kind of life insurance you should get. I mean, we have so many things to talk about. It's just, I just happened to start this <laughs> about a month and a half ago. And since then the world went crazy. So I'll be here when you need me. And uh, I will at least let the music play its way out. Cause I got to put the disclaimer on here. So yeah, so here it comes. Enjoy the disclaimer. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll be back later this week with, uh, with one of my guests that, uh, that I talked to over the weekend. All right, everyone be safe out there. Thanks for joining us on the Money Script Podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes, subscribe, follow, and give us five stars. Continue to send your financial questions on Twitter or Instagram at The Money Script. Go to moneyscriptwealth.com and schedule your complimentary consultation to discuss your specific goals and concerns. Financial advisory and investment management services are offered by Money Script Wealth Management PLLC, a registered investment advisory firm registered in the state of Texas and California and other states where exempt. The Money Script LLC and the Manuscript Wealth Management PLLC and guests of the episode may have interest in the investments mentioned today. The opinions and views are expressed here or for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation for any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a significant loss of principal. The Manuscript nor Manuscript Wealth Management offer tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax advisor or attorney for specific advice about your situation. Until next time.